Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, beloved, uh, I want to welcome you to yet another episode of Freedom Podcast, the official podcast of Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary. We give God all the glory for His past faithfulness to us. We thank Him and we adore His holy name for how good He has been to us in time past. Especially, you know, there's no time we come together to learn at His feet that He does not reveal wonderful treasures to us from His word. And uh, as we keep applying all these principles, we we keep seeing His hand in our lives. We keep seeing Him glorifying Himself in our lives and we return all the glory to Him for that in the name of Jesus. And I want to thank you also for taking time to follow this episode, for taking time to listen. And it's my prayer that you keep listening to these kingdom principles. Your life will experience great transformation and your testimonies will become noticeable to all around you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, this week, the Lord will be ministering to us again. As a matter of fact, we've been on um, a series. We've been on the truth about uh, lies for about two weeks now. This will be the third week. We've seen the part one, we've seen the part two, and uh, by God's grace, we'll be concluding that uh, topic today, the truth about lies. So today will be part three. Okay? And uh, our text has always been um, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 19. Proverbs 12, 19 that says, A lie has a short life, but truth lives on forever. A lie has a short life, but truth lives on forever. So we're going to be concluding this uh, subject of study today by the grace of God. But before we continue, let's uh, take a moment to commit uh, this moment into prayer, to God's hands. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for you are a good God. We celebrate your majesty and we adore you for who you are. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thanks for your mercies. Thank you for making us beneficiaries of your grace and kindness. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. We thank you so much for creating this uh, channel through which men can encounter the truth. And thank you so much for how you have been ministering to us since this uh, podcast uh, channel started. Thank you so much for all the revelation you've made available to us and thanks for the testimonies you have generated in our lives based on the application. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. So we commit ourselves into your hands today and we commit this episode into your hands. We say, Lord, have your way. Uh, Speak to us again. Let us have fresh insight into your word and uh, grant us the ability to grasp everything you want us to understand today and the grace to also apply all these principles in our lives release upon us. I pray for all my listeners that you make their heart fertile soil and you will speak to them directly in ways that we understand in the name of Jesus so that by the time this session is over, you will take all the glory and you cause all the blessings to be ours. Thank you for always answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So I welcome you once again to this uh, week's episode and uh, by the grace of God we'll be concluding our topic the truth about lies today. So that's going to be the truth about lies part 3 and our text like I said before we pray this Proverbs 12 19 a lie has a short life according to the good news translation Proverbs 12 19 GNT a lie has a short life but truth lives on forever. You know we have defined life we have been following the um, this particular topic from two weeks ago we defined uh, lies we defined who a liar is then uh, last week we talked about the avenues through which lies find expression 
uh, we look at uh, people telling lies through their words, through writing reports, false age, fake results, uh, social media, exaggeration, hypocrisy. You know, we explore the avenues through which uh, lies find expression. And uh, we also talk about the fate of all liars, all the terrible things that is going to happen to those who tell lies eventually. We saw that liars will be cut off. They will not live out half of their days, meaning liars will die before their time. And we saw that uh, or the ultimate eternal destination of all lies, the lake of fire, because that's where the devil, the father of lies, is ending up himself. And uh, in fact, if you if you have not listened to the uh, to last week's episode, or maybe you, you are just picking it up from now, you you really need part one and part two to be able to understand what we're going to be talking about today. It's a flow. It's a series. So I will encourage you to grab uh, the um, the episodes, the Truth About Lies uh, part one and Truth About Lies part two, so that you can understand how we started all this before we'll be rounding it off today. So um, I pray God will give us understanding as we study today in the name of Jesus. There's one little quiz I want to I want to do with you. Um, I know even when you give your answers, I will not be able to hear you, except you except you choose to uh, communicate probably via message. But all the same, we're gonna do it together. So there's one little quiz we we quickly do before we go into the outlines we have for today. Now, Revelations chapter 12, verse 12. Let's read Revelations chapter 12, verse 12. The Bible says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. I read it again. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now, I have three questions to ask from this scripture. The first question is this. What is responsible for devil's great wrath? According to Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, the Bible says he is very angry. He is very, very angry. The Bible says he's having great wrath. Now, what is responsible? Why is the devil very angry? We'll go and look at it from verse 12. I read it again. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because... Now, the because should tell you the reason. Because he knoweth that he had but a short time. So, why is the devil angry? Why is the devil angry with everybody? Why is he not taking it easy at all? Why is he destroying things, destroying life, destroying properties? Why is he doing all this? Why is he very angry? The Bible says, because he knows he has a short time. The devil knows he doesn't have much time. He has a short time. That's why he's angry. I will put it to you this way. He has he has a lot in he has a lot to destroy compared to the time he has. He's very angry because hey, I, I wish I have more time to destroy things. That's what the Bible is saying. He's very angry because he knows he has a short time. Second question, according to that Revelation 12:12. 12, 12, how did the devil know that he has a short time? 
how did he know who told him he's angry because he has a short time how did he know he has a short time we'll go and read it again he's having great wrath because he knew that he had a short time what is our text proverbs 12 19 good news translation a lie has a short life okay but truth lives on forever save that a lie has a short life but truth lives on forever now let me read to you john 8 44 john 8 44 okay the bible says ye of you of your father the devil and the lust of your father ye will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it jesus gave a testimony concerning the devil in john 8 44 he said there is no truth in the devil you can't find it in him he will never speak the truth even though he knows the truth he will never say it okay and jesus said he is a liar when he speaks what comes out of his mouth everything that comes out of the mouth of the devil is a lie so it's not only a liar he is the father of it you can call that father manufacturer he's a producer he's a major producer of lies that's who the devil is and don't forget there are uh, what's it called proverbs chapter 12 verse 19 that we read according to goodness translation the bible says a lie has a short life which lie the lie that the devil is producing has a short life which lie the lie that the devil speaks every time he talks has a short life so a quiz how did the devil know that he has a short time the answer will be because the lie he speaks the lie he produces equally as a short time if lies have a short life the manufacturer cannot have a long life okay if the devil is a father of lies and the lies have a short life definitely the devil knows he has a short time because lies cannot go on for long so devil cannot be in business for long are you getting that he is involved in lying enterprise the lie is producing as a short life so he cannot be in the business of lying for long meaning he also has a short time that's one of the reasons for his anger he's very angry that's why it's not taking it easy at all okay now number three question will be in what ways do we benefit from our knowledge of the devil as the father of lies according to john 8 44 in what ways do we benefit as christians from our knowledge of the devil as the father of lies according to john 8 44 you can answer that what does this knowledge what does it have to you for me and for probably people like me if the bible in fact if jesus has told me jesus mentioned to me that the devil is a liar there is no truth in him he's a father of lies meaning i don't have business listening to the devil because he's a liar no matter how how true 
whatever the devil is telling you may look, it is still a lie. Okay? I usually give this example. I just want to paint the picture of devil for you so that, you know, you understand. There is only one enemy all Christians have. His name is devil. Your enemy is not somebody from one village. It's the devil. It's your adversary. The devil is the only person that is against you. He may use your boss. He may use your sister. He may use your husband. He may use people. But those people are not your problem. The main person, the main problem all believers have is the devil himself. He only has different agents. Okay, that's why I want to expose the devil to you to have some understanding so that because if you know the nature of your enemy, you are likely to have an edge over him and have victory. Okay, I give you an example. If I put up a white paper, listen to this carefully. If I put up a white paper, pure white paper, and I ask everybody around me and they say, What color is this paper? Everybody says white. If I ask the devil, and the devil tells me, I ask the devil, what's the color of this same paper? And every one of us have said it's white because it's white. If I ask the devil, and the devil tells me the paper is white, we are all wrong. That's how bad it is. If we say this thing is white, because every one of, one of us, we can see that it's white. If we ask the devil, and the devil tells us that, hey, this thing is white it means all of us are wrong is that we have color blindness or we don't know what we are doing because the devil cannot say the truth he can't for the devil to have called it white it means it is not white we are all wrong that's the way the devil operates so when somebody is enjoying divine health the devil is talking and see that fellow is sick. The devil can never agree that Jesus is your healer. He will not. He knows he is your healer, but he won't agree. He will present Jesus as somebody who, who wants you to be sick. The opposite of the truth. That's how he operates. So in what ways do we benefit from our knowledge of the devil as the father of lies? According to John 8, 44. Anything the devil says is a lie don't listen to him stop listening to the lies of the devil tell him to keep short you are not interested he's a liar that's one thing i benefit from my knowledge of the devil so when he suggests something to me i most times i tell him shut up you know shut up i'm not interested and he shuts up because the bible tells me Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and it's going to flee from you. You can tell the devil to shut up, and it's going to shut up. It's written. If you don't tell him to shut up, he will keep talking. If you don't believe me, look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Matthew 4, 1 to 11. The temptation of Jesus Christ in the wilderness. Devil presented temptation 1. Jesus answered him. It is written. Presented second temptation. It is written. Third temptation. Jesus said, Get thee behind me. Stop talking. Get out. There was no number four temptation. Check your Bible. Jesus didn't say, get out in number one. That's why the devil brought number two temptation. He didn't tell him, get out in number two. He brought the third one. When Jesus told him, stop, get out, get lost. According to some translations, there was no number four. When you tell the devil, get lost, he must get lost. That's the authority you have in Christ Jesus as a believer. He has to. But if you don't tell him that, he will keep telling you more. He will keep telling you more lies. With the, with the hope that he will be able to convince you. But when you tell him, shut up, he shuts up. 
he must shut up. That's the way it is. So I want to believe you understand that quiz. I'm not sure what your answers are, but I've given you the answer based on Revelation 12 12. What's responsible for the devil's great wrath? He knows he has a short time. How did he know he has a short time? Because the lie is engaged in has a short life. So he can't be in the business of lying for long. That's why he's angry. And in what ways do we benefit from our knowledge of the devil as the father of lies? According to John 8 44, anything the devil says, anything the devil does, anything the devil presents is a lie. Don't listen to him, don't pay attention. I pray God will give us understanding to under to apply these principles in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. So we look at a um, outline for today's uh, episode, which is the last part of this uh, what's it called this topic, becoming free from all lies. We're going to be looking at becoming free from all lies, and we're going to conclude the study and take some prayers. Becoming free from all lies. Now we have said a lot about lies. But that's not the only thing the text says. The text says, a lie has a short life, but truth lives on forever. So if you remember English language, words and opposites, you know, boy and girl, man, woman, go, come, you know, it means truth is the opposite of lies. So how can I become free from all lies? I simply need to fully embrace the truth. You can't be in the middle. Every time you are not telling a lie, you are telling the truth. Every time you are not telling the truth, you are telling a lie. There's no middle ground. So if you want to say no to lies, you have to say yes to the truth. If you must be free from all lies, you must necessarily have to what? Embrace fully. You have to fully embrace the truth. John 8.32 John 8.32 says, You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Free from what? Free from lies. That's the way it is. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. From what? From lies. Nothing exposes a lie better than the truth. If you want to know something is a lie, all you need to do is to subject it to the truth. There is only one thing that can convert, that can make everybody see that something is a lie when the truth comes out. You know, when in fact there are some, uh, I think recently I listened to some news of some people who had committed some atrocities for about, I mean, 35 years ago. They were involved in some terrible criminal activities and they lied. Every, nobody knew about it and they lived that life for about 35 years. And now in the news, they are already old and Nemesis is catching up with them. Truth is coming out. People are testifying. People are saying, yes, we saw it. People are giving days. They are giving everything that happened and they are carrying them. They are prosecuting them because truth has a short time. Now they thought they have buried it for 35 years, but truth came out and lies became exposed. Nothing exposes a lie more than the truth. So if you want to be free from lies, start practicing the truth. That's why I read, that's why I told you what John 8.32 says, that the truth, when you know the truth, it sets you free from all lies. And now, who is the truth? The truth is Jesus Christ. John 14.6. John 14.6, Jesus said, He is the way, is the life, and the truth. That's the way it is. Jesus Christ is the truth, personified. Now, what is the truth? The word of God is also the truth. John 17, 17. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by thy truth, thy word is truth. So, the personality of Jesus Christ, you know, is an embodiment of truth himself. 
Jesus Christ is the truth. Okay? Is the way, the truth, and life. John 14, 6. That's Jesus Christ. Now, His Word, the Bible, the Word of God is also the truth. Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19 says, God cannot lie. <laughs> God cannot lie. You know, I gave you an example when we started. I say, if I show the devil, I mean, if I if I present a white paper, everyone of us will say, this paper is white. And I now show the devil the same paper. And the devil says, hey, it's also white. What did I say? I say, all of us are wrong because the devil cannot say the truth for the devil to call that thing white meaning it is not white it has to be black or something else because he can't tell he can't say the truth now let's go and show god the same paper if we show god the same paper and god say ah we say this thing is white also and god says no it is black we are also wrong because for god to have called it black it means it is black because god cannot lie so even though it looks like white to us, because God says it is black, it has to become black. Because God cannot lie. So if you if you are okay, for instance, you are feeling some symptoms in your body. You are a Christian. You are feeling some symptoms in your body, some symptoms of sickness. You know, maybe they even diagnose you. You feel maybe you have one disease, and you check the word of God. And the word of God say, God said, I am the Lord that he led thee. I will take sickness away from among you. By my stripes you are healed. Jesus bore your iniquity, I mean, bore your iniquities, transgression. He was bruised for your transgression. Chastisement of your peace was upon him. By his stripes you are healed. You read all those scriptures that tells you that Jesus has paid for all your sicknesses. That you don't have to be sick any longer. That he has taken, it has taken your infirmity away. You know, when the Bible says he took it away, meaning it's no longer with you. When you read scriptures like that, that is what you should believe. That is like saying, Lord, even though it looks like white to me, but because you have called it black, I agree that it's black. So even though I'm feeling sick, even though I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling these symptoms, even though the headache is so serious, even so, even though I can't eat, I've, I've lost my appetite, but because your word says I am healed, I agree with your word and I am healed. That's embracing the truth in order to escape the lies. Because all those symptoms, all those things, they are lies. The word of God alone is the truth. And lie as a short life, truth endures forever. The symptoms are temporal. The word of God is eternal. That's why you know uh, one of the one of uh, ministers of God that I respect so much. He said something. He said, "Don't focus on what is happening. Focus on what is written, because what is written we always overcome what is happening. What you what you what you are looking at is temporal." what the word of god says is eternal so it's very important god cannot lie i don't care what you are feeling if the lord says this is it that is what it is that's the truth that lives forever and if he cannot lie it means his word is true the word of god is true also if you look at hebrews 16 18 hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 the bible says it is impossible for god to lie that's another confirmation it is impossible for God to lie. And since God and his word are one, according to John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. God and his word are one. It means the word of God is truth. It cannot lie. If God cannot lie, his word cannot lie. That's the way it is. 
So practically speaking, to live a life of truth on a daily basis as a Christian, all you need to do is to be assured of your salvation. Now, this is practical. You have to be assured of your salvation. You are not guessing it. You are not thinking maybe you are born again or you are not born again. You know. You have assurance of salvation that you belong to Christ Jesus. Then, you now begin to read and hide the word of God in your heart daily. That's what David said. He said, your word have I eaten in my heart. So, you have to read this word and hide it in your heart. Be assured of your salvation. After some time, I'm going to give you opportunity to get into the kingdom of God by saying some salvation prayer if you are not yet saved. But if you are saved, be assured of your salvation through Christ Jesus. Then read the word of God and hide it in your heart daily. That is the truth. I must be harmed with the truth in order to escape lies. That is the way it works. Secondly, receive the Holy Spirit and keep talking to him as a lifestyle. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Jesus Christ said, Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you. You are in a tight situation that the only... There are situations. Let me tell you the truth. There are situations that have been involved in. There are situations that have been involved in that the only thing that can bail me out is to tell a lie. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I will escape it. I will still tell the truth and I will be fine. Why? I receive help from the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It helps you. It gives you ability. It gives you the necessary loopholes. It tells you, it helps you to know how to construct it in such a way that it will not be a lie. It shows you how to go about it. Okay? That's what it does. So receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's your help and keep talking to Him as a lifestyle. Ask Him for help and always do whatever He leads you to do. Is the Spirit of Truth. The Bible calls Him the Spirit of Truth. He can never lead you into error. You can never follow the Holy Spirit and make mistakes. It's not possible. He is the spirit of truth. So when you are in relationship with him, when you keep talking to the Holy Spirit, when you keep asking him for direction, asking him for help, asking him for everything that, okay, what do you want, what do you want me to do here? When you are following his leadings and his direction and his promptings, you will escape lies. You will even not have opportunity to lie because he will tell you what to say. And when he tells you what to say, that thing he asks you to say is going to be the truth. That's the way it works. You can read John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. John 14, 16 and 17. Read John 16, 13. John 16, 13. And read 1 Samuel 16, 1 to 3. 1 Samuel 16, 1 to 3. Okay? I will give you one example. If you look at that 1 Samuel 16, 1 to 3. Uh, it's a very nice example I like to share to I mean to justify this matter I'm talking about that I mean about the help when God helps you. Now, King Saul had disobeyed God, and God was ready to tear his kingdom apart and give the kingdom over to David. Prophet Samuel was not happy that King Saul disobeyed God, so Prophet Samuel was mourning. He was not happy. He was sorrowful. He was sad. And God came and said, Hey, Samuel, you can continue to be mourning for Saul. I have rejected him. Okay? I'm no longer working with him as a king. I have prepared somebody else in the house of Jesse. So, go to the house of Jesse and go and anoint a new king that I will tell, that I will tell you. When you get there, I will show you who the king is. Go and anoint a king in the family of Jesse. And Samuel expressed a concern. Hey, God... How can I go and anoint a new king when there is still 
when the old king is still sitting on the throne. Samuel said, if Saul should hear about this, he's going to kill me. If Saul hears that I go to, I'm going to anoint a new king while he's still alive and on the throne, he's going to kill me. Samuel told God. Guess what God did? God helped Samuel. He told him what to do. God told Samuel, take some animals. Take those animals to the city, to the place I'm sending you to. Now, when you get there, when they ask you, what have you come to do? Tell them, I have come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, invite the members of the family of Jesse to that sacrifice. And I will show you who the king is. Look at concepts. That is God helping you. So, taking animal, going there and say, I've come to sacrifice. Samuel didn't have to tell any lie. He just took the animal, went there. What have you come to do? I've come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Jesse, you and your sons, join me. Simple. That's God telling you what to do. When God tells you what to do, you can't walk into error. You need help. And Holy Spirit is your helper. There is no subject the Holy Spirit does not know. There is nothing He can't guide you into this. The Bible says He will guide you into all truth. He will show you the right thing to say. He will put the right words in your mouth. He will, in fact, when you, are, when you are doing something wrong, He will tell you this thing is wrong. Change it. Holy Spirit, perfect partner. Wonderful partner. Thank God for Him. So you need to subscribe to His partnership. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. Read the word of God and store the word of God in your heart and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and keep talking to him. There is no, there is no use in having a power generator right in your house and, your, and, and, and there is no light in your house. You have a power generator that can generate light and you are living in darkness. That's nonsense. You have power generator. You have Holy Spirit, your helper. You should not live a helpless life. You are a Christian. You have the Holy Spirit who can help you. Why are you living as if you are helpless? You need to switch on the generator. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Ask Him for help. Ask Him for direction. He's going to guide you. These are practical steps you need to take. Look at what I said about the way God guided Samuel. He told him what to do. That God will also tell you what to do. Okay? God will always guide you because He Himself is truth. His Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. There is no way he will tell you anything that is a lie because God cannot lie. We have seen it in the Bible. Okay? So I would like you to make a promise to the Lord that beginning from today, you are going to live according to his word. Okay? You're going to tell him you are going to be living according to his word. That's the way I live. I live scripturally. If it is written in the Bible, if I find it in the word of God, my life is based on it. And it has never failed. So you promise the Lord you're going to be living according to his word. Then ask the Holy Spirit to help you to get rid of every tendency to lie. And it should help you to say the truth at all times, no matter how difficult it is. It's very possible to live on this planet without lying. Like I said, you know, Hebrews 4.15. If you read Hebrews 4.15, the Bible says Jesus was tempted in all, at all points, in every way. Jesus was tempted, yet without sin. The same thing can apply to you. If you subscribe to his help, it will help you also to live a life of holiness without sin. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There is nothing you are experiencing that is peculiar to you. If you say, Ah, the temptation was so great, I had to like lie. It's a lie. There are some people that have faced seeing that same temptation and they are not telling lies. Nothing that is happening to you that is not common. 
if jesus could make it you can make it okay you can live a life of holiness with his help so conclusion of study and before i before we take the prayers there are some three points i want to take note of as i conclude this study about the truth about lies you can never keep the devil away from your life if you still tell lies don't forget that i take it again you can never keep the devil away from your life if you still tell lies you know why lies belong to him and he comes uninvited into the life and affairs of every liar be warned when you are telling lies you are telling the devil you are very free to operate in my life you don't need to send invitation to him he, you have his property he comes uninvited lies belong to the devil and he comes uninvited into the life and affairs of every liar you have to be warned you're telling lies in your marriage the devil is going to come into your marriage you are telling lies in your place of work he will come there you are telling lies in your business the devil will occupy your office anywhere the devil finds lies he comes in there uninvited and the devil is not the kind of guest you want to entertain he's very destructive be warned second thing i would like you to take note of you know so i, I mean in addition to that first part so for those of us who have been praying devil leave my life i command you in the name of jesus take away your hand from my family take away your hand from my children take away your hand from my business you are praying you are sending the devil away from your business but you are telling lies in that business the devil will just laugh say what kind of what kind of moron is this person how can you be how can you have my property and you are saying i should go away so if you want to cast out the devil and you want the devil to flee you must ensure you don't have his property stop telling lies secondly the reason the devil i mean the reason the bible says truth lives on forever according to proverbs 12 19 that we read in our test the reason the bible says truth lives on forever is because the source of all truth which is god himself he lives forever God is the source of all truth and God lives forever according to Revelations 4, 9 to 10. Revelations 4, 9 to 10 say God lives forever. It's an eternal God. That's why the truth that he speaks also lives forever. God is the source of all truth. He lives forever. The truth he speaks also lives forever. That's why the word of God liveth forever. The word of God abided forever. Anything you find in the word of God is not going to change forever. It is forever said to Psalm 19 verse 89. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If you find it in the Bible, there is no economy, there is no situation, there is no tsunami. There is nothing that can change the word of God. It's for, it's for life. It abides forever. So when you base your life on the truth of the word of God, any result you generate is permanent. Okay? So the reason the Bible said the truth lives on forever is because the source of all truth lives on forever. Thirdly, the reason the Bible also says lies have a short life is because the source of all lies, that's the devil, has a short time. Revelations 12, 12. You see the way that equation is balancing. Truth has truth lives on forever because God, the source of all truth, lives on forever. Lies have a short life because the father of all lies has a short time. <laughs> Very simple. So what's the application of all this? If you live by the truth, you too shall live forever into eternity. You will live where God is living, in heaven, for life. But if you choose to continue in your lives, you too have a short time like your father. The choice is yours. 
the choice is yours. If I live my life telling the truth, one day I will be where God is. Because the truth I'm living by lives on forever, then I'm going to live forever in heaven. But if you are still telling a lie, lie has a short life, the father of lives uh, of lies has a short time, then you too will have a short life. That's the way it is. And wherever the father of lies is landing, a lake of fire, that's where you're going to be too. God forbid. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So the choice is actually yours. I've shown you what lies can bring into a man's life, the fate of all liars. We have considered the avenues. We have defined the liar. We have defined lies itself as a deliberate action. We have, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we have been able to see how we can escape the lies, how we can embrace the truth. And we have seen the implication of following the truth, the implication of following lies. Now the choice is yours. It is time to decide. You are the one to now say, okay, I've had all things. I want to continue lying. Then you've chosen it. Okay, I've had all this. I want to begin to live by the truth. Then you have chosen it. So regardless of your choice, regardless of what you choose, once you make your choice, the consequences are inevitable. That's the way it is. I pray God will give you the wisdom and understanding to choose rightly in Jesus' name. And don't forget, like I said, you don't need to struggle. You don't need to do, do these things on your own. There is a power generator. His name is the, Holy, is the Holy Spirit. Ask him for help. You will see the way you will be telling the truth easily by his help. God will give us help and will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. You know, I wrote a quote in my notes. I say, it's better to be persecuted for the truth than to be celebrated on a lie. It's better to be persecuted for the truth than to be celebrated on a lie. If you tell the truth and it attracts punishment, God is glorified and you will be blessed for it. But if you tell a lie and everybody's clapping for you, God will be displeased and you shall be punished for it. Better to be persecuted for the truth than to be celebrated on a lie. Write down write that down somewhere and let it be your i mean a principle guiding your life it's better why should everybody be giving you a word because you presented a fake result that nobody knew about <laughs> you know you have been celebrate you're a celebrity on a lie punishment is waiting but if you are persecuted for the truth god will be glorified and your, your reward shall be great so we are going to be taking some prayers uh, from the scripture to end this study so i'm first of all i'm going to read john chapter 13 verse 17 i will read the scripture and i will call out the prayer and you pray it wherever you are and uh, we'll be able we'll be able to end this episode on that note so rev i mean john chapter 13 verse 17 john 13 17 the bible says if ye know these things happy are ye if you do them the bible says now that you know these things happy are you if you do them but now that you know these things, if you don't do them, you shall remain unhappy. So you're going to say, Father, say, Father, thank you for the revelation of your word. Now I know these things. Grant me the grace to put them into practice in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and turn it to prayer. Say, Father, I appreciate you for revealing this, your word to me. Now that I know these things, help me to practice them. Help me to put them into practice. James chapter 1. 22 to 25 james 1 22 25 says you should not be hearers alone but you should be doers of the world say father grant me the grace to be a doer grant me the grace to put into practice everything you have taught me through this particular episode lord grant me the ability to put it into practice beginning from now release upon me the grace to tell the truth at all times help me to put into practice everything you have taught me through this uh, podcast in the name of jesus 
thank you father in jesus mighty name we pray amen i'm going to read the second scripture to you and we pray for them from there psalm 141 verse 3 psalm 141 verse 3 the bible says set a watch O lord before my mouth keep the door of my lips Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. You know what, what David was saying there? He said, Lord, guard my mouth. Be a security guard over my mouth. Don't let my mouth open up to tell a lie. So we're going to say, Father, set a watch before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Turn it to prayers. Say, Father, please set a watch before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Prevent my mouth from opening up to tell lies in the name of Jesus. Prevent my lips from speaking deceit in the name of Jesus. Father, set a watch, O Lord, over my mouth. Set a watch before my mouth. Don't let my mouth tell lies in the name of Jesus. Let my lips not open up in deceit in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, watch over my mouth. Watch over every word that leaves my mouth. May no lie proceed out of my mouth any longer. May no deceit proceed out of my mouth any longer. May no false statement proceed out of my mouth any longer. Lord, personally see to it that my mouth does not open up to tell lies. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Last prayer point before we close. First John chapter 3. I want to believe you are saying these prayers. They are very important. We are ending uh, the episode soon. That's uh, the truth about life. So, First John chapter three, verse eight, the Bible says, "He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're going to say, Father, say, Father, this very hour." everything that represents the works of the devil in my life go ahead and destroy them in the name of jesus the bible says everyone that sins is actually connected to the devil but jesus christ was manifested that he might destroy the works of the father let every works of the devil in my life be destroyed in the name of jesus destroy all the works of the devil in my family destroy all the works of the devil in my ministry destroy all the works of the devil in my career destroy all the works of the devil in my marriage destroy all the works of the devil in the lives of everyone connected to me in the name of jesus father let the works of the devil be destroyed in my life every tendency to tell lies destroyed every appetite for lies destroyed in the name of jesus father destroy all the works of the devil in my life including tendencies for telling lies in the mighty name of jesus so shall it be in jesus mighty name we pray amen let us pray our father and our god will thank you because you are a good god we celebrate your majesty because there's no one like you you are the most high we thank you father for revealing your word to us take all the glory in the name of jesus as we have offered this prayer to you we pray that they are answered by fire in the name of Jesus, all the works of the devil, they are destroyed in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for releasing upon us the grace to always say the truth. And Holy Spirit, thank you because you will keep helping us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. For those of us who want to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, 
uh, we still give you the opportunity to do so um, you want to say yes to jesus you want to begin to live a life of holiness beginning from now you will say this prayer after me yours is a special prayer say lord jesus i am a sinner i cannot help myself and that's why i need your salvation please come into my life today wash away all my sins and set me free from every form of bondage that sin has attracted into my life i confess you as my lord and savior today write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you from today onward thank you jesus for saving me amen if you said that prayer congratulations you are born again the power of sin is destroyed over your life the power of satan is broken over your life so i want to encourage you to learn more about jesus so that you can grow in his grace so we encourage you to send us an email through info at gloem.org info at gloem.org we'll be glad to send you a welcome to god's family material that will help you grow and remain steadfast in this new life and uh, i also want to invite you to join other believers every sunday for an online bible study and prayer meeting uh, via zoom app so i encourage you to download the zoom application on your phone or your system and they send us an email through the email address i dictated initially and we'll be able to send you the link to the meeting room so that you can join other believers in fellowship ask questions partake in uh, this quiz together you have prayer points you present it you know as the family of god we grow together in god's uh, knowledge and um, the time is 7 to 8 p.m every sunday 7 to 8 p.m mountain time every sunday so you will have to check online to know what 7 to 8 p.m mountain time is in your own time zone so you can know the right time to come into the meeting and as you take advantage of this uh, wonderful fellowship the lord will bless you mightily in jesus name to learn more about this ministry uh, to find out something to find more helpful resources for your christian journey visit our website at www.gloem.org www.gloem.org um, you'll be able to find wonderful materials publications that can help increase your knowledge in this uh, about the things of god and um, you also want to like our facebook page at gloem.org our facebook page at gloem.org like that page follow us and you'll be able to have access to daily meditations the word of god is being dished out on that platform every day throughout the year so you'll be able to like pick the word of god that you can meditate on for the day and as you do that the lord bless you mightily in jesus name share this uh, episode with others tell more people about the podcast and uh, let the light of god shine through you let more people come to know the Lord through you. As you do that, the Lord will also bless you mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. So thank you so much for listening to this uh, episode. We have come to the end of the series, The Truth About All Lies. If you didn't get the part one and part two, pick it up and listen to it and listen to the part three. Um, we'll be back again next week for another fresh episode if the Lord has not returned. So till then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Bye.